0: So it's difficult for people to just imagine something which has not happened. So there's a there's a bias in us that just because I have not seen something has happened uh, in India or, or or elsewhere, it's too difficult for them to imagine that this can happen. So thinking the unthinkable is what I think lot of people are not wired with.
1: thank you so much for agreeing to do this really looking forward to the chat
0: thank you for having me as a part of your show uh, and mazin you know very very good to meet you too
1: so amit we'll start with uh, rapid fire if you could be a professional in any other field what would you have been
0: so i've already changed my profession twice uh, actually thrice i would say so i so from a, software, from a software engineer to someone doing mobile internet to mobility. And uh, if I have to be picking up one more uh, one more field, uh, I think I will try to solve problem related to water, clean water to be precise.
2: The next one is if you could have dinner with any three figures, who would they be and why?
0: Okay. So certainly the person who inspired me with my Yulu journey uh, Actually, Nandan Miltani, who kind of played one inning, very successful in inning. He didn't have to do anything for the rest of his life, uh, but he played that inning and uh, very grateful. Uh, and he inspired me that pick up a problem and do something for the country. Second person, I'm a big fan of, uh, who is a living legend. I think Elon Musk, who does uh, absolutely unthinkable. People may talk about, you know, he is arrogant and and whatever, but I think uh, he has courage. Uh, he can dream of something and has willpower to really move mountains. Uh, other person I'm big, big fan, uh, whom I've met only once, uh, Mukesh Bhai Mani. Uh, and I'm just talking about basically people I can relate to as an entrepreneur. And yeah. even at, again, whatever height, uh, professional height he has been. But the hunger I've seen in uh, innovating, reinventing himself, ahead of the curve, uh, is, is outstanding. Uh, so these are the three people I love to again have dinner and whatever meals I can have.
1: Amazing. Very new answers. I think Elon Musk is for some reason a very big uh, popular choice. But the other two are, are new and good, good picks. Um, if you could ask yourself a question, if you were the AJVC host, what would that question be?
0: I would ask uh, Amit uh, why you take so long right. in building things? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or do you do, do you have a somehow a magical answer to fast track things?
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe that's a bad question. Uh, but I don't
1: you, think we can ask that unfortunately. this is how we this is how we this is how we well, or you can,
0: if I'm, I'm, I, I were you, I would have asked you know what keeps you going. I know this yeah. is a very common answer, but uh, you know this actually question I ask to many folks right. whom I see uh, who are playing for the long inning, and uh, at least answer to that. If if I can also be answer, uh, I can also give this answer. I would say that uh, you know if you have picked a problem that is large enough. And you are excited about, uh, so you wake up uh, thinking about how to do better on, on that problem statement. Um, I think that's what keeps you on the crease for long. Um, and yeah, that, that that's the only thing keeps you going.
1: You seem to really like cricket already to analogy. No, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <and> <laughs> in if you ask me further deeper question on cricket, I will be
0: like surrendering. <laughs> but analogy for sure.
2: So bootstrap versus funded.
0: So I know uh, it's not an easy answer. So depending on what you are doing, uh, I would say that uh, bootstrap is always better because you you actually get to keep all of the company. At the same time, not uh, most of us are privileged, at least in the country, where any good business that you have to start requires some capital. Mm-hmm. So rather than you waiting for 10 years where you can internally accrue, The money to build something big there's another path of getting external funding and i would say that uh, looking at what the opportunities which are in front of us where the changes are happening pretty quickly you actually do not have five ten years to wait for your internal approvals and by the by the way talking about for a person who does not have a who didn't born with a silver spoon which means that you have a bank balance from your uh, other generation so someone who is a self-made I think raising funding or money from external investors is not a bad idea, uh, so that you can catch the market at the right time, and invest along with the time and make something meaningful. And I would also say that in today's environment, uh, the external funding is also one one more credibility on your shoulders, uh, where uh, people say that okay, someone has uh, kind of given them money, so they they have some worth. Uh, so it attracts it helps you attracting the right talent sometimes customer base uh, early early ones they say oh you are funded by this investor so maybe there's a work, there's a this kind of goodness that comes along with that so i would say that for people who are kind of getting self made external funding is a better path than a bootstrap. makes
1: sense if you had the opportunity to invest in three startups today which would they be
0: so my so I actually also have been involved with some of the startups, and uh, for me is rather than the sector, I think it's a person uh, most of the time. so people ask me what's your thesis i said i I don't have a thesis. Mm-hmm. I like a person who is committed uh, who's willing to give his two hundred percent for next ten years, and that's all I need. so if right. you are the person and then yes, I can say that there are areas which are closer to my heart. Uh, so as I mentioned that uh, anyone who's solving problem related to uh, water, uh, which I think is a overall humanity crisis, uh, but uh, anything which is kind of impacting the country positively, society, society positively uh, kind of has my softer, uh, softer part, uh, which says yes, you know, support this person.
2: What about generalist versus specialist?
0: So, I believe that it depends on once again, stage of the company. Uh, When you are building, you need a lot of journalists. I also fundamentally believe that skills can be picked up. So, as long as uh, you have a good appetite to learn things quickly. And so, we call uh, in our world, you know, the attitude, smarts, and then skills in that order. So, if you have the attitude, uh, passion to, uh, do well and then you will always have drive to learn new things and then you have a smartness to pick up new skill set and skill will happen sooner or later at the same time you know you do need some special special skill set also particularly in the functions where uh, there is a reason for compliance where you cannot go wrong for example you know you cannot put a marketing person uh, as a cfo uh, that person needs to know you know these are the filings to be done and these are the taxation, so you should not go wrong, uh, but at the same time, I'm a big fan of uh, generally hungry, smart set of people who are willing to give their hundred percent to learn new things and then they become a specialist over a period of time. So making people from journalist to specialist is what actually I have seen working well for for me uh, within Yulu and even with the you know within inmobi uh, where we actually experimented with this whole thought process. And it has worked really, really bad.
1: And finally, what is one truth that very few people agree with you on? Something that you believe in deeply, but other people don't agree with you.
0: So it's difficult for people to just imagine something which has not happened. So there's a there's a bias in us that just because I have not seen something has happened uh, in India or, or, or elsewhere, it's too difficult for them to imagine that this can happen. So thinking the unthinkable is what I think a lot of people are not wired with. And that's a precise reason, you know, I, I like Elon Musk where he can talk about doing something unthinkable and he does that, which is super amazing. Uh, You know, one can keep on making Excel sheet or writing science fiction novels, but this guy is like does both, uh, and I think it's not a very common thing people have our we all have our own biases. We tend to believe that oh this has not seen that's why it cannot happen
1: so so you, so you believe people can't think the unthinkable
0: that's what i yeah that's what i have observed, uh, including like you you know your community where they try to figure that oh you are ex <laughs> of you know u s or ex of India or whatever uh, so people are working on a thesis. And uh, more intelligent you get, uh, you know, more bias, you have this. Right. And not to blame my friends who have done MBA. Uh, <laughs> they, they are the worst. They are the worst. Because you tell them that, oh, give me the market sizing. They will give you some Excel sheet, which they can justify through logic. And when you're building something new, there's no logic, unfortunately. So you have to see the non-obvious. And that's where I think people are not wired, uh, I believe.
1: <laughs> hmm. That's awesome. And before Yulu, you were an entrepreneur. You've been an entrepreneur for a really long time. Uh, in 2006, I believe you bet your entire career on mobile and analytics. So you did analytics, swaps, and then in movie. What was the thought process? You have not, obviously, thesis, hugi, market size, it's very clear. So what, what drove you to, uh, do this?
0: So my entrepreneurship journey actually has nothing to do with Excel sheet or market sizing. Uh, It was a promise to myself. So I grew up in Kanpur, by the way, in a a family which does business. I was the first person to step out. I had a huge pressure. Uh, So I was given permission that, okay, you can go do your engineering team, but you have to come back. And I'm like, okay, I'll join your business. Uh, That's what, you know. Everyone has been doing, so I will also do. But why did you let me go work for some outside company? And I have got an offer, campus offer from, you uh, and from a software company in Bangalore. And trust me, I will come back.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the deal. <laughs> I go for one year and I come back.
0: Every every month when I will talk to my 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 family, they're like, "Okay, you have to come back, and you are getting this thirty thousand rupees. I'll give you forty thousand rupees." What's a big deal in that? What's a big deal in that? I said, yeah, it's a very lucrative offer, but why don't I spend more time? So I'll keep on buying time, and you know, uh, so this cycle. But uh, you know, interestingly, one thing was very clear in my mind that uh, I think I want to be my own. Uh, I did not know what does it mean, but even back then, uh, you know, I have that wish that I should be an entrepreneur and uh, entrepreneurship definition back then was not that clear it was certainly not cool but coming from the roots what i was coming from that was the you can say dream i had so i said okay i don't know uh, what does it mean and when and how i will do it so i put up a timeline said when when i turn 30 so before that i should be an entrepreneur in fact my last
1: job uh, formal job yeah. dev While uh, in college, wow. So that's what, I, yeah, precisely.
0: So uh, and then uh, and because of that, by the way, I also happened to work for startups. So I had a choice of working for a large company. I did not join that. I joined a very small company in in Bangalore, uh, and you can say that I was fond of working for startups uh, even back then, and. Uh, I remember my last job, formal job. Uh, my boss, who was in the US, uh, he hired me. Uh, his name, by the way, also was Amit Gupta. So Amit Gupta is a you know, very, very popular name. So he came to India, Bangalore. I said, Amit, uh, what's your plan? I said, Okay, I have this plan, but I must tell you that after three years, I'll leave your company. <laughs> okay. And he was very amazed that. You know, we have just, you know, spent like an hour with each other. You're telling me your plan after three years and and dude, you're, you're not, you're not uh, sane. And uh, yeah, after three years, uh, I told them that okay, my birthday happens in, uh, by the way, in, in August and literally in June, I reminded that next month I will be leaving the company. You please take care of your stuff. So I did left. I had no idea, but I had a passion for lot of playing with the data so my first company happened to be analytics works uh, which i kicked off in in august and uh, although that company i ran only very shortly uh, because I, while i was setting it up uh, naveen my batchmate from iit naveen Tiwari, he you know he was uh, looking to move back from the u.s to india he said amit i have some idea on this mobile sms you have let's do so it was more about that I am anyway going this side and saying do entrepreneurship. Okay, you know, we'll be better, uh, do better than uh, me alone. So that's how uh, m happened. Uh, and I must say that I was excited uh, about uh, building something cool. We had no idea about the market. There was a intuition rather than actually the actual numbers. Uh, and we did start with SMS, which was, I must say, which was a big thing but sms was not a business model so we had to pivot to mobile internet which was not existing so you can say that uh, it was again problem first approach of doing something related to advertising on mobile which happened to be smartphone and mobile internet and god knows what all things we did over over last uh, you know over a decade uh, within my movie journey I Understand
1: and and can you talk through that in movie journey and why do you think it became India's first unicorn? It was a unicorn before that term was coins. So I think it became a billion dollar company before unicorn was a term. Uh, so what do you think contributed to that? Uh, what did you do right? And so what did you do wrong also?
0: Lot of, lot of things wrong. A Lot of things wrong. I'm happy to answer some of, give you some of those wrong decisions. But what we did well, uh, i think the problem first approach where we were never in love with the the solution and uh, so when we started we were fascinated with hundreds of millions of people having this mobile device and we had this this belief that you know there's an advertising business model so why the company you know in mobi was the name was m coach it was trying to make a google search uh, with monetization model using SMS and SMS did not work. So we pivoted from being a search company on SMS to you know in Mobi, uh, this was you know into the deep into mobile internet. So we were able to take the right call of you can say picking up to the right solution and product market fit. So we were not getting you know hung up with oh this is my uh, this is the only thing I want to do and we have an ego with that. Uh, second uh, big decision we had, we actually took that we started the business business in India, but very soon we realized that India market is very, very small with respect to advertising in, in a general and then you're trying to do something new and cool technology led. That was not the time 2007. So we kind of expanded ourselves uh, to Southeast Asia. Uh, even back then, it was a very interesting decision. A lot of Indian companies had inclination to do something in the US, but we thought that if we go some do something in the US, we will be just dying because Google is there. A lot of big companies are there. So we actually went from, so we did a East to West in terms of GTM and that actually worked really well for us. So while there were a lot of companies getting started at getting killed, so they were almost like a dogfight, but in Mobi basically started building business and, and brick by brick we started winning the east and we became undisputed leader in the in the asia the asian continents uh, in the same league we basically also entered china where everyone said you know china mm-hmm. who goes to china we said oh uh, we know we are indian uh, we understand the complexity of you know dealing with so many moving parts so that went well uh, and uh, overall the belief that so, in also by the way, has this belief that it's always people first, and then product and profit will happen. So, we were able to build exceptional people, uh, exceptional team within In and uh, people who would come work for us at seventy percent pay cut, because they were just driven through, driven by our mission and what we are trying to do. And then we were able to build a world-class product sitting in India, which was not the norm. So there was Infosys, Wipro, who will make. Very good product for customers sitting in the U.S., but in Mobi did product for for the word, which I think was pretty unique uh, back then. Uh, and after that, uh, profit happened. So company was actually B two B. So we were while we were into advertising business, but we didn't have to advertise or spend marketing money uh, about promoting in Mobi. So that worked well, and uh, the discipline of uh, leveraging technology scale global scale with Indian cost, that actually helped company gain the right amount of profitability and, and all the financial metrics. So that's why you, in Mobi not only became a unicorn, but became the profitable unicorn. So, so that was kind of the story over there. And as far as the mistakes, if you, if you want to hear, I think the mistakes which I personally regret is uh, again related to people. So we ended up hiring, and Mazin to your point, we hired first skills. So we ended up hiring some very, very super hot, you know, uh, talent in terms of the badges what they were wearing. That oh, I'm SVP of blah blah blah, all large companies. But uh, you know, when we hired them, they could not just make it work. They did not have hunger. They were like so entitled, and uh, they could not. They did not know how to work with a startup that too in the context of India. Because back then and we were building business outside of India uh, and we did not enjoy that level of respect what we used to have right now. Uh, back then, 2008, 9, 10. So it's a country we were not looked upon with that seriousness and with that respect. And you're trying to hire a local person who has his own ego, his or her own ego. Uh, and sometime it was a bad hire, and when you do a bad hiring in a senior role, it actually takes you back by at least one year. And then you have a lot of such bad memories. Uh, they also kind of mentally uh, drain you, and and your ability to do something new also takes a lot of hit because people people think that oh you you said this will happen, but where is that? So as a founder entrepreneur, you have a belief, but there are other people to hammer you all the time. And any of such setbacks and, and the failure, uh, they basically ding you. And people have reasons to say that, oh, I told you, don't do that. So those were the <laughs> difficult, you know, I think wrong moves from our side. And then, yes, there were some learnings. You know, we did launch some project uh, products. It didn't, didn't work out. We had to roll back from some countries. But those are, I think, business as usual. It happens in every business. So I I won't take them personally, but people part I do take personally, and those are big learnings.
1: On the people bit, um, Moby is also a very good breeding ground for future entrepreneurs. Um, many future founders have come out of Inmobi. Um so that's also a very good thing. I mean, you said that you made hiring mistakes, but you also um, made a you really know really good hiring decisions too any sense on why it was such a good culture for our future
0: yeah so i don't know whether if you have been to mobi office uh if you i would love to host you and i can also join you by the way whenever you are free uh if you enter the office you will actually see a sense of excitement in the air so this like place is always buzzing and in fact one of the culture uh, value system of the company is that uh, you are driven and you are also entrepreneurial. So while, you know, not everyone can be quote unquote, a founder or entrepreneur, but the spirit of entrepreneurship is something which we value. So when we used to look for uh, talent and look for the people who should be part of us, that was one important characteristic we used to see. Whether you will take ownership uh, to make things happen, will you go for the extra mile? And then company was also okay in failures. So many a times when you take a wrong decision, everyone come and hammers you. But at InMobi, uh, within InMobi, no one will question you. Uh, In fact, there was no target system for most of the people uh, because we knew that the moment you put a target and payout, incentive payout, not target basically, incentive payout, because then you will say, okay, I'll only do X because that's what is written in my quota. And we are like, you, know, you actually go for X square. And if you, even if you do X, Y, two, no one is going to judge you. So there, there is a spirit of, uh, as I say, entrepreneurship, but leading to that, you know, what all things company did was actually very, very immensely good. And then uh, most of the founders, we were very, very hands, hands on. So a lot of people will work with us directly. They will see us in action. And that actually inspired uh, a lot of people to say, okay, maybe I can also be on the driving seat because I have been doing a lot of this anyway. Uh, and good part is not in Mobi, but the same trend happened with other successful companies. So you look at Flipkart. I'm a big fan <clears throat> where a lot of entrepreneurs came out of that company. And such, Sachin and Bini Bansar were also like that. Absolutely fearless leaders. They will empower team. They will say, go after that massive, mm-hmm. big, Big goals, uh, and, and and that that's what I think people kind of learned uh, working with us closely, and we kind of got a lot of. We call them in Mobi mafias and Flipkart mafias, as you know.
2: Amazing, uh, and so now the transition from Mobi to Yulu, Um First of all, how did you, you know, how did that transition go, and how did you identify this particular problem space and or this gap in the market?
0: So just like my thirty year promise, I had a I had a forty years promise. Uh, uh, which i made to my wife by the way and to myself uh, that i will be retiring by 40 (laughs) so easy one Uh, but uh, you know (laughs) didn't happen Uh, and i was telling you that person who inspired me and then and it was again what gives you joy and joy of giving back Giving back to the society, so that led to Yulu, and uh, why Yulu? Because you know India has so many problems. You know all of us know, uh, which is the bad part. But the good part is you have so many problems to pick, and I picked one which was bothering me in a, in personal capacity. So when you step out, it used to be eight minutes right from office to uh, home to office, and it started taking half an hour, sometime forty five minutes. I said, "Hack it, ye problems all karte." Hai so we picked up you know we picked up traffic congestion and air pollution uh, as a as a bundle so that's how yulu was born and then i was very lucky uh, you know when as like network of people friends uh, when i told this to navina Bhai and mohit and my board at in mobi that you know i want to do something on this side uh, first of all they they were not happy that I was running Glance, uh, so I built Glance, which is a lock screen content platform, and which was also like, uh, you know, booming like crazy. And I said, you know, I've built the product, I've got, you know, important partnership like Samsung and Xiaomi, et cetera. I think, you know, the product is in good shape and I have promised to myself, let me do this. So they understood, you know, probably I'm kind of pitching towards doing something in this direction. So they let let me you know do that. In fact, they also supported Yulu by being an angel investor in the company. And uh, so, uh, and post that, uh, you know, few phone calls and few meetings, I was able to get the founding team in less than four weeks. So I was like, okay, my old friends, you know, who I respect, and and really, really wanted to be part of uh, you know the journey. Uh, And then uh, we got together. You know, in three months, we were able to launch our first product.
2: Incredible. And I mean, you make it sound so easy. We launched our first product. But how did you crack the manufacturing aspect of it? I mean, it's a novelty product. Uh, so, walk us through that.
0: Sure. So, Mazin, what happened uh, in the case of Yulu? Uh, there was one more interesting development uh, back then in the world. So there was uh, some revolution in China uh, where they were using a smart bicycle for commuting. Uh, and it was actually kind of becoming a race. With my day job at Inmobi, I used to travel to China very often. So, you know, with uh, uh, with our operations in China, which I was telling you, which was very big. So it was second largest market for Inmobi. And then with my glance hat, uh, where I will actually work with OEM partners. So most of the large Android OEMs are sitting in China. And then the, biggest one was back then was uh, samsung so i used to travel to korea and china very often so i i saw that what's happening in china and when i started that okay this is a problem i want to solve and i started connecting the dots that maybe something of this nature can be done in india so when our first product was launched it was not what you see on the road it was actually a bicycle and I don't know if you you are aware, but India is second largest uh, exporter or makers of bicycles in the world. Oh wow!
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So uh, it was not is too difficult. China? China is number one. Yeah, precisely. China has been number one for so many manufacturing things. So ended up, you know, meeting someone, uh, one of the trips to San Francisco, who said, "Oh, you are a myth." I said, "Yes." Oh, what do you do? So it so happened that you know this person was running a business in Ludhiana. and then uh, he was in the bicycle industry supply chain. So I called him that you know uh, his name is Ijab. I said Ijab, very young guy, very sweet fellow. I said Ijaz, I need help. He said okay, all of them are my friends. So they were supplying saddle to almost every bicycle company. Mm-hmm. So he ended up taking me to Hero Group, uh, one of the you know Hero families, Munjal's family, the owner of that. I said okay. I have this specification, 25 page, can you make a bicycle for me? Uh, which this features, and this features is, it should be sharing friendly, anti-theft, and there's a lot of durability, a lot of things. And in the matter of uh, literally you a couple of months, they were able to make it. And uh, bicycle manufacturing, we also had one thing that we did not do anything, everything from ground up. We picked up a frame, which we thought can be molded into what we need. And then there was an IoT, uh, we actually took a, we actually kind of picked the off the shelf product uh, just for the launch. So we just had to do a small firmware on top of it, but hardware luck, you know, again, thanks to China and the revolution. So we were able to source IoT from there and we kind of latch on a IoT in a, in a bike, made it sharing friendly bike and launch it. Software part also we were, Able to put some, uh, you know, quickly some engineers, but more importantly, uh, even there, we did a hack of body shopping. So we brought uh, engineers uh, to work on our platform so that we can quickly, you know, uh, get the product out. So our whole point was that how quickly you can get to the market, test it. And in three months, as I said, uh, we were able to put things together and, and launch it. And it was not easy. So, yeah, I may. It may be sounding it was trivial, but it was not. Uh, but uh, call it resourcefulness. Uh, you know, when you, you are on your second journey, uh, there are a bunch of things you know which comes to you as a, uh, as a as a as a good parts. So your good karmas and your your wisdom in general actually helps you a lot.
2: And so yeah, so you got this product out, launched the first three months. What was the initial reaction from from customers? What did you guys learn? In your early days,
0: so we launched that in Bangalore uh, in a small area, uh, Outer Ring Road, you know, near Intel campus. Uh, because of once again, you know, our you know our old friends and a lot of goodness and what we have created, so we were able to build some partnership very quickly. And in our case, a partnership was getting us spaces in you know place which are tech parks and you know the public areas, uh, and uh, the moment we put it up on the market, people were very amazed that what the hell on using my phone, I can open this bike and I can take it anywhere, I can drop it anywhere. So it sounded like almost like a science fiction. So that innovativeness of the product actually helped us uh, with initial customer attraction, And we started doing a lot of business. Having said that, uh, after a couple of months, uh, when we looked at the numbers deeply, so while numbers were clocking up, so we were kind of happy but when we looked at things deeply so the customers usage was not happening uh, you know for the office commute it was happening at 6 am in the morning saturday sunday was very very hot for us because people will just take it take it for 25 30 kilometers. and we almost kind of after talking to customers we almost realized that in india you know bicycle for the first mile last mile is not a suitable or viable product uh, people will use that for more fun and leisure but not for serious commute and it was a big revolution and we had a choice to make so we could have doubled down on whatever we were seeing would have become a fitness company but we said no this is not we started uh, the company same point we were not in love with the solution we were love with the problem so that led to us coming back on the drawing board we said okay we will actually do something else. And uh, something else was that put some kind of power to this bicycle equivalent form factor. Another interesting fact, what you know, people didn't understand in India, almost 85% people don't have a vehicle of their own. Similar amount of people do not have driving license. In fact, if you give a, a TVS, a Scooty or, or a Honda Activa or a motorcycle to an individual who has not done that, they will fall. So it's not that, you know, you can just, I can give you a motorcycle and you can be a motorcycle without knowing. But a bicycle is one thing which most of us have done in our life. So from a learning perspective, we needed something which is as easy as bicycle. And also from a legal standpoint, we needed something which does not require driving license. But driving license means 85% people cannot use your product. So that's why A Yulu miracle came into picture, which basically is as simple as a bicycle, does not require DL, zero learning curve. So we were able to make access to mobility almost democratic. And this was a very, very bold, very, very risky move. Because in India, you know, you have not seen... You walked
1: away from something
2: that was working that people were excited from and decided to... Correct to stick to what you believe in, which itself is Correct. commendable.
0: And then picked up a product of the form factor, which is absolutely unproven, which is not even available in India. And we were like that. What if people think that, oh, this I am looking, I'm going to look like a fool because our bikers are small. Uh, and to our pleasant surprise, which we kind of always believed and hoped for when we put it up on the road, not only people started using for the intended use case of first mile last mile but they also loved it in fact we became a race in the country in the city wherever we are going live so people will line up everyone from the entire city will will line up just to ride you look and it became one of the most instagramable mobility product in the country so if you basically go on instagram for example or youtube just say you look and look at the number of posts and the way people are, you know, uh, you know, having fun and having good time on Europe, So that was a big bet we took, but it worked out well.
2: Walk us through the the post pivot go to market, right? How did you decide which cities to launch in? I know that now you're quite active in tier one cities, but but what was the thought process? How did you go about doing that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so today I'll tell you about like when we have only one customer segment, which is the office goer what we call daily commuter and the uh, we were also by the way only focused on the short distance commute so we were not basically trying to replace a bus or a metro there's a fundamental belief what we what we have got is big city you know you ought to have a very strong public transportation system and we are just complementing that by first mile last mile and we were also kind of saying that okay if you have to go only 2 3 kilometers you need not to even hail let's say, a bus, or you certainly should not take an Uber or Ola or a taxi, which is kind of making our roads worse from a traffic condition perspective. So, a good two-third trips in a city are actually short distance. So, this was of a playground. So, that, that's point number one. Second thing which we actually got to know and kind of doing some research, every place where there's a public transportation, uh, basically, there's a first mile last mile use case at the peak and you actually can build a large business. So we picked up the cities where there's a metro there's a public transportation already in place. So that was a reason for us to start with Bangalore, Delhi and Mumbai. By the way we did launch in Pune but Pune as you know even today we are still building You know, metro and metro will come and we are also by the way going to come to Pune maybe next year for sure. But we could not do well in Pune because there was no public transportation. But we did really well in the, uh, the three cities.
1: So that was the but
0: point one. But during COVID, you know, we also found out when each one of us was sitting at our home, we were ordering food and grocery and medicine. So we saw one more customer segment which started coming to, uh, you know, use our service. Uh, which is like gig worker who is becoming a delivery person for these platforms. And then while we started seeing them, we were like not very happy because my core customer, which is Daily Commuter, they started complaining for two reasons. First complaint was that these guys are hogging all of the supply. So I never get any Yulu on zone because it is being picked up by Yulu Zemat, you know, Swiggy Zamato and, and all of these guys. The second problem, what we started seeing, which was a software problem on the brand, where some of the users would say that, hey, uh, I don't want to be seen on a bike, which is used by, you know, I'm not a little big guy. I work for Intel, I work for Microsoft.
1: Right.
0: And and we basically solved that problem by having two different avatars. So today, if you look at, you know, Yulu portfolio of the product, we have Yulu Menaka and we have Yulutex. And Dex has a carrier, so not only we created a new avatar, new 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 product, but we also solved some very, you know, critical problem for the delivery uh, individuals. So there's a bag at, there's a space for the bag at the back. There's a mobile phone holder. So we actually looked at their word very deeply and said, okay, how can I make one of the best product for short distance or last mile delivery uh, to happen far more efficiently. So now our claim to fame is that on Yulu Miracle, which is used by Daily Commuter, we are 50% cheaper than the next best option, which is auto-diction. On the yulu deck side, which is a most favorite product for these deep, deep workers. So first of all, you don't need DL, you don't need anything else. And then instead of you paying 4 rupees 50 pasa, if you are using a petrol scooter, you pay less than 3 rupees per kilometer. So we are Here also 50% cheaper, uh, you know, for these Greek workers. So we are on one hand saving the environment, but also increasing the livelihood uh, by a a good portion. And one thing we are very, very proud of, that people who do not have DL or or bike, they actually are unemployable, unfortunately. And they would have become a security guard or they would have become a construction worker earning only 12,000 rupees per month. But when they take Yulu, they're able to earn eighty to 20,000 rupees in their pocket. And that to me is a very, very big thing. Uh, and we kind almost kind of adopted this one more mission that we are also in the business of improving lives and livelihood. Uh, so from traffic congestion to air pollution and improving livelihood. So these are like three things which are kind of motivating us, driving us uh, towards the future.
1: Amazing. Exactly. And can you talk us through your scale and how, you know, you've grown, how has the pandemic? Uh, how has how the journey been? Just from, you know, usage, users, scale, whatever you can share.
0: Certainly. So we we got electric mobility. Our Euro Miracle was launched.
1: Uh,
0: we, after launching it, uh, we raised a round of funding from Bajaj Auto Limited who was also helping us on our electric mobility journey from day one. And then we started ramping up, COVID happened, everyone was locked. Business came to zero. And interestingly, you know, a lot of good things happened with us. Uh, And one bad thing happened. So the bad thing happened was that there was no money to be invested in mobility startups. Why? Because everyone was like, I am not going anywhere. So they assume that no one else is going. Second thing is, I have $100 to invest. And I'll rather invest in education, tech, health tech, and whatever tech. So mobility was the last thing in their radar. So we actually had no money uh, from new money perspective. But outside of that, everything else was good. So the moment you know people were allowed to go out, we became the mode of commute. The only mode of commute, to be clear. Autorickshaws were not allowed. Buses were not allowed. Because we are a solo riding machine. So there is no risk of any COVID. And we were sanitizing our bikes every day. So you are always safe when you are on Yulu. And people who had to go out, and we used to call them Corona Warriors, and then people who have to go to some, you know, some machine shop or some shop or factory, because not everyone can, have, all of us can work from home. So we became the mode of commute, the default, and our numbers came back to pre-COVID numbers in three months. So from zero to pre-COVID numbers, we were back in three months. And our number only kept on going. So, so COVID not only basically made us believe that what we are doing is absolutely something very, very interesting. You're back, uh, you know, back to business in three months. Fastest one in the country and the world from a mobility product perspective. And also kind of gave this new customer segment to Yulu, which is the gig worker, uh, which earlier we did not understand what is the relevance of this business, uh, this segment to our business. And we were not very clear. But the moment we understood, we invested deeply in the product and kind of made that as a very significant part of our revenue today. Yeah, So today we are present in uh, three cities, uh, which is uh, Delhi, NCR, that includes Kurgaon, Mumbai, and Bangalore. Uh, we have close to 25,000 uh, vehicles on our platform. And this number, by the way, makes us India's largest electric shared electric mobility company. Uh, we are only present in 45% of the addressable pin codes in Bangalore. Uh, only three pin codes in Delhi. Uh, and three pin courts in Mumbai. so We have a huge elasticity in terms of our growth in these three cities itself. So what we are looking at over next nine months, we are looking to grow to uh, some more metros. So we believe that in next nine months or so, we'll be adding three to four more cities, uh, most likely even even Pune. So very, very hopeful for that. And uh, We should be running a fleet of 100,000 plus vehicles. So from 25,000, so we are seeing a very easy growth of 4X over next nine months. Uh, We also got our new generation vehicles made by Bajaj, which is the result of a very dedicated uh, R&D investment of two years. So now we are in a third generation bike. So we have a very good bike. And uh, more importantly, we're also looking at hitting profitability uh, in Q4. So, a good momentum in terms of wherever we are present in existing cities, there's a huge elasticity of customer growth. And then we're adding a couple of more cities. And the product, which is made for India, made in India, for shared mobility purpose built by Bajaj, very high quality and profitability. Uh, and last year, we also did a, you know, a, close to $82 million equity round. So that actually gave us a lot of foundational element. Uh, Today we also have an entity which is doing battery as a service. So currently it is only feeding to Yulu, but uh, very soon it will be feeding to other OEMs as well. So now we have created two growth engines, one mobility as a service, another one battery as a service. And bunch of things are coming on top of this, whatever foundation we have done. So we are now, Kind of accelerated our journey quite dramatically on the back of whatever investments and products and, and platforms they've created over the last five
1: years. Amazing, super. It sounds it sounds very exciting and a lot of parallels with Elon Musk. Uh, just saying, um, he runs Tesla not as a service, but sure. I mean, there's a lot, of, there's a mobility play and there's a battery play already. I think the next company you're going to be building is going to go to (laughs) space, (laughs) Amit. So the playbook is there. (laughs) Um, And I'm guessing EVs were a natural progression for you. They're just like more cost efficient, and you're anyway trying to bring down cost for the form factor you have. EVs are good. Uh, Was it very natural for you to move into there and like you started to even sell these EVs? Is is what we understand. Um, any thoughts on you know moving from a uh, shared mobility to actually retail? Um, sure. what, what was the uh, thing?
0: So first thing first, just like uh, you know the 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 risk we took on the form factor,
1: yeah.
0: Going electric was also not very cool, right? And uh, yeah. I was cribbing about intelligent people not believing. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, intelligent people like us, yeah. yeah. Actually,
0: lot of lot of lot of lot of people like you over. <laughs> I'm sorry
1: on behalf.
0: No, no, but that's fine. That that's life. You know,
1: I'm not. I, sorry. Have, I have no
0: regrets. <laughs> I I have no regrets because yeah. we were supported by people who we needed the most. We didn't need money. We needed R&D uh, and 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 world-class manufacturing uh, you know, efforts. And we were very lucky to have uh, Mr. Rajiv Bajaj blessing us and helping us. So we we're very happy with that. But. Uh, EV was not an easy choice because back then 2018, if you kind of remember, uh, there was an ether who was selling a few few units, like tens or hundreds of units per month. There was no chit, there was no Ola. So, and there was no purpose-built product. There was off-the-shelf product, uh, which didn't suit our need. So we needed a purpose-built, which is small, non-licensed, high quality. So, uh, and then there was no battery pack. There was no charging system ecosystem. There was no policy. So the choice of going electric was not at all easy. And on in parallel, there was one more interesting thing happening in India. There were companies uh, in our space called Bounce and Vogo who were funded by the best of the best uh, you know, venture capital investments like Excel, Sequoia, you name it, Excel, Sequoia, Bcap. You just name it. Everyone was on their cap table. And they were raising hundreds of millions of dollars every two, three quarters. And we are like, you know, a corpus of five, ten million dollars. And we are kind of figuring things out. So we were sometimes being asked this question, dude, are you out of your mind? Why are you not using the same Honda Activa? Because you can then grow the journey faster. But we were like, no, we need TV, And call it uh, our conviction on the fact that the unit nomics will never work on petrol, but it will only make will work on EV side, and also a softer nudge from our mission, where on day one we were worried about the air quality, so we didn't want to do petrol scooters. So we were very clear on that, and that helped. I think that purity of vision and you really walked the talk actually helped, but the path to actually do what is right was not easy. It was actually rather very difficult. So that's answer to your first question. The second question is, uh, I think, how do we see a couple of new customer segments what Yulu is trying to adopt? So as I was telling that Yulu started as as a daily commute, last mile, first mile, COVID gave us uh, the delivery person, the last mile delivery. And then off late, we have been getting hundreds of emails and requests that this product is so cool. It's so good. Can I buy it? And we have been like, I don't know what does it mean because we are not in this business. But when Bajaj was, you know, started building our products, I was telling in one of the conversations that we get this request. What do we do? And from Bajaj's perspective, you know, they have Chetak and their own strategy. So they didn't want to digress from that larger goal. But they said, okay, we can make something for you. And uh, what do you need? I said, you know, we need these five things. So I think the moment we thought that we can give a product to the consumer, which we can back and we are proud of. And from our perspective, anyway, the problem statement was not that we want to start a mobility as a service company. Our problem statement was we want to reduce traffic and we want to reduce air pollution. Under that ambit, we said, okay, you know, if you take Yulu, then probably you will not take Uber or you will not take your car. Then probably you are doing something right, and then we said, okay, why don't we experiment with that? So a couple of months back, we you know launched this product called Yuluvin, where uh, we are selling you the scooter, but you still basically have to pay us a monthly subscription fees, which goes towards your battery and goes towards the smart, you know, whatever platform what we have built. It doesn't come with a key, so you need to use Yulu app to use use it you need to come to Yuma Station, which is a vast network to get your battery uh, or the energy need. So, and the our learning from last two months have been very fascinating. Where people again used to believe that, oh, this, show me which who is riding this, this product. And I'm like, okay, uh, 200 million people are riding, you know, your scooters and your motorcycles. But have you been to China? Uh, China, 400 million people. 80% people have this this kind of vehicle what yulu is trying to do and i said maybe there is no demand because there's no product and uh, yeah. and we think that we have another opportunity to make one more category so today you know the micro mobility is synon- at it is in india is synonymous with yulu i think this uh, easy mobility as we actually would like it to be called uh, you know will be synonymous with again yulu and it is built using the same platform, which we have perfected over the last five years. Yeah. It's a very low cost, no fuss, super easy, super fun. So there are a lot of elements which people never associated with a two-wheeler. We are able to bring out those things. And it's just because, you know, you want to keep it with you in your garage. Okay, why not? Take it.
1: <laughs> what are the areas you think uh, new entrepreneurs can break in? in mobility it seems like such a hard space you guys are doing so much amazing stuff um if you are if if the founders are listening to us uh wanted to get into mobility how do you what would you suggest
0: yeah so clearly i think there's a time to get in um yeah uh i actually fundamentally believe that what Ether did and uh was uh you know it's, it's absolutely actually incredible
1: Yeah, was brave. They were on podcast as well. Super bad.
0: Big big fan like Shopnil and and Tarun. What they did, uh, same way they they did something unthinkable and they stuck with that. It was boring. It was hard. But look what they have done.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, Outstanding. Like salute to them. But I actually don't believe that another ether can happen now. So if I am one more entrepreneur, I'm trying to become an ether. I need five years. It's not easy. Uh, And that's why, you know, a lot of companies and you also must be getting a lot of pitches. uh, Someone saying, oh, I want to make another scooter. You say, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Because now that time is over. But is electric mobility at the mature stage? Answer is no. I think that's so many unsolved problems. Yeah. Um, So you are now seeing people, you know, doing some very good work with respect to the batteries, charging. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of innovation uh, yet to be happening. So there will be ownership model which will be getting disrupted. There will be some infrastructure place. And without telling you what exactly the problem statement, because uh, I think it should come from, uh, from your side, you should not be just chasing some small Chotu problem because that problem may not be exciting enough for you for two years. So look for the theme rather than, you know, what you are doing because you'll keep on growing. So electric mobility, and I would say if uh, the country and the world is determining uh, determined that in next 10 years, everything will be clean, then it has to happen. And maybe it's not just the, the battery. There may be some different types of fuels. So, you know, there's interesting opportunities on that front. Uh, so a lot of things can happen around mobility and this energy change. So if someone who's passionate about this change of energy and mobility is a subset of that, I think it's a huge future. lot of money, even from your word, uh, is actually now riding on climate change and energy transition. So it's all about identifying you know, what you are passionate about and then you are getting that skills, that understanding, deep understanding as a, as a founder and going after that. So tons of opportunity. And in, in general, I think India is not the same India what it used to be in the past. I think now we have a digital you know, infrastructure as, as uh, Nandan basically puts, we probably have the best digital infrastructure in the world. A lot of interesting things, innovation actually uh, can happen which were not possible in the past. And can you pick uh, you know, some problem which has been kind of dragging us in becoming a developed country and uh, I think to me, there are plenty of problems, once again, uh, the problem related to better agriculture yield, uh, better uh, skill, skilling people is, is also a big thing. We have been talking about a China plus one strategy. Uh, there's a lot of thematic points over there. The boring thing of manufacturing with high quality at, at the right cost is a very under... Underestimated and very less understood part uh, in the country. So, producing a high quality product, uh, you know, is, is a big thing. And can some of us solve that problem? And then China One, China Plus One strategy can come to life, and we can generate lot of lot of jobs and goodness for the country. So, I would say, you know, places where we, you know, you and I come from. Mazin, which city were you? Are you from? He's from. Mumbai, Mumbai. Okay, so yeah, so Mumbai, Mumbai, Mumbai has been a city of dreams and so many interesting things happen. But it's uh, my city, Kanpur, famous for lot of manufacturing, and uh, I think some some of the companies have immense potential, and now lot of people who are like like next generation on you know next generation. They, they, they don't want to go to the same setup. They think this is not cool. I'm saying that maybe make that part cool. Bring that quality to the global standard. Now things are so open. Show up in, in Europe, show up in the US and say, I can produce this product for you. Same quality and, and same price. And I that can be transformational for the country. And the last leg of, again, my money and the VC ecosystem. Uh, I don't know how VCs will look look at that because that's not a traditional, you know, five-year exit type of thing. But with IPO market actually getting better, so one can actually build a large company in five years, even on manufacturing. And if that gives a good comfort, then you have money, you have capable people, you have a legacy from, you know, older generation of uh, you know your family businesses or people have been doing manufacturing and then this whole global theme of everyone needs one more partner for manufacturing imagine what will happen to the country over next five to ten years uh, if we just kind of put this thing together
1: it's a very super optimistic note at which we are using um just our final question what's one piece of unfiltered feedback or advice you've received as an entrepreneur that really changed your perspective. Brutal, honest is the
0: best you can share. Yeah. Um, I think from a feedback perspective or input perspective, uh, I actually got this feedback uh, that whatever matters to you, uh, it was not unpleasant by the way, it was a genuine advice, that whatever matters to you, you cannot delegate that. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, I have seen this this uh, playing uh, many times in my professional life, where uh, I just kind of delegated that something which was very very important for the company or for for myself, and uh, I regretted that you know if something is most important, I'd rather do it. So one thing, what actually keeps me running that uh, I'm the person who will roll up my sleeves and do things. Doesn't matter how small or trivial that thing is and as long as i believe that this is the most important thing then i make sure that i'm personally involved to the last level pixel detail and uh, that's also kind of giving me energy for example this personal uh, scooter brand wind when we were thinking of doing it so i would i became a kind of a acting product manager business manager i was trying to do everything as a doer, not just as someone who just have a wishful thinking. So that has helped me um, at least building some insanely, you know, crazy stuff uh, where people needed uh, someone to really walk the talk and show that it is possible. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much, Amit, for your time. Really enjoyed the conversation. It was lovely speaking to you. And Same here. Inspiring. Thank you.